Welcome to Bonfire Babble. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Welcome back. Episode three. Heck yeah. Today we are conquering the second half of the Wheel of the Year. Yeah. You want to just start to babble? Let's just, yeah, let's babble. Let's Let's dive right in. Um, We are going to (laughs) cover... That's our chair. (laughs) We are going to cover four holidays today. And you might be saying, wait, you said there were eight. And last week we only did three. We are saving the final one, and we'll tell you why later. Yeah, we will. But today we are starting with the spring equinox, or Astara. Uh, It takes place around the same time as Easter. Yes, it does, and I have things to say about that for sure. Dada's going to take it away. So I have to tell you about my addiction to Llewellyn. And just to qualify, not all Llewellyn products are created equally. But I love the almanac, and I'm going to quote that right now. This is from the Sabbat's Almanac, Samhain 2020 to Mabon 2021. Ostara is named after the Germanic Eostra. Sounds familiar. Eostra, goddess of the dawn, without which there would be no life, and therefore no conscious awareness. A short and sweet description. So then we just have to talk. About Christian Chenoweth. I'm just sorry. For, just for a just, hot second. Just we gotta for a go minute there. here. We, we have to because she is a goddess for real. And she plays one on TV. In American God, she plays Easter. Oh my gosh. Her performance is just freaking brilliant out of this world. It's an excellent, excellent commentary on the appropriation of old practices. Oh my gosh. It's so it good. is so, so good. It's so good. If you have not watched American Gods, the series, you should totally watch it. And also the 10th anniversary uh, audiobook where they actually do a whole cast is wonderful. And the man who plays the lead in that, his voice, melt like butter. If if audiobooks are your thing, audiobook it. If audiobooks are not your thing, read the book oh, yeah. anyway. So good. It is probably, and I know this is a large claim to make, my favorite, favorite Neil Gaiman book. Really? Yes. Oh. Now, to be fair, I have not finished Neverwhere. Okay. And I have not finished The Anansi Boys. Neil Gaiman's the greatest. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So now we've done our little off on Kristen Chenoweth. <laughs> so that's a brief description of what Ostara is and our Neil Gaiman preferences. We'll get deeper into the history of the holiday when we get closer to it next year. So on to personal with a little bit of lore. Ostara for me, bunnies. And my daughter, from the moment she was born, instead of teddy bears, we got her bunnies. She was always a bunny person. The eggs for fertility, yes, this is sounding familiar. Guess what? Ostara. This started as an Ostara tradition and Celtic tradition and Germanic tradition. I will give you a little bit more history here in just a moment. So... All of the things that you associate with Easter, you can associate with Ostar because they have been appropriated. But there's more. There is more to that. And I, I just said it was Germanic, and it is Germanic. But fertility, growth, balance, the light, 
It's the spring equinox, and I have something about the equinoxes. I discovered them before I really discovered my true witch path, and that happened through the magic of the seasons and the season changes. The spring equinox is a time of new beginnings. It's a time that the ground is starting to thaw and you're able to get out there and plant. You can't do it too early because of the frost, which I also think is an amazing metaphor about setting your intentions, making sure they're clear before you set them and release them into the world. I think magic around this time just feels crisper, if that makes sense. And there are a lot of new elements that you can start to include in your spell work because they're now available to you again after being dormant. It makes spell work feel fresh and revitalized in a different way than the winter work or even the fall work. You know, it's just a time of renewal and I love that. I think by that time here in the Seattle area, we can already plant. And I've definitely already started by that time my inside seedlings, if I'm going to do seedlings. And sometimes, sometimes you can put a couple things outside by then. So it's just, I love it. It's one of my favorites. I sort of feel like Ostara is the the new moon of the year. Because it's like the, like you said, you're planting things. It's Mm -hmm. an incredible time to plant intentions and to plant your gardens. And and it's like this incredible, amazing, fertile time that's like full of potential. And it smells good. It smells good. (laughs) And it's it's fun and whimsical. Mm -hmm. There's like something kind of whimsical about it. The birds start to really, mm-hmm. I know the birds really annoy people sometimes really early in the morning, but not me. I love it, even though that's one of my best times to sleep. So that's Ostara. I love that. Um, I'm going to hit you with some Beltane, just moving through the year, mm-hmm. um, also called May Eve or May Day. I have a little bit of history. History is sort of like my bailiwick. So when we do, as the year progresses, hit all of these in a little deeper way, I will, I will happily provide you with those things. It's the halfway point between the spring equinox, like we just said, mm-hmm. and the summer solstice. Equinoxes are something I also identify with very much because the place where summer and fall smush up mm-hmm. is my favorite time of year. It's the time I feel most balanced. It's the time I feel like most at peace in who I am. And it's not a big solstice. Mm-hmm. You know, and I sort of love those little halfway points. I think they're yummy. Um, but not about that. It started as a, or one of its originations is a Gaelic celebration of May Day. The word Beltane translates sort of roughly to um, bright fire, which I love. Mm. It is a fire festival. Current pagan practices and more like Wiccan rooted practices they're more closely following the sort of germanic english celebrations than the first like gallic celebrations this is often celebrated by a big bonfire celebrating growth this is a really popular time for hand fastings and marriages Mm -hmm. Um, if you're gonna jump the broom this might be the time to do it Um, there's also a really fun tradition (laughs) where couples or lovers will go spend the night in the woods doing things that couples and lovers do. But one of the things they do is when they come back home again, jiggity jig, they bring with them the first um, hawthorn blossoms. 
as a way of saying spring has sprung Mm -hmm. in earnest. The maypole is a tradition you might recognize from ye olde Beltane. It's shaped, we're going to say it, like a phallus Mm -hmm. on purpose. It's often adorned with a ring of flowers to represent the goddess. And it's sort of like a representation of their union. That's what the ribbons are for. The weaving dance is to combine them together. And it's just like a really fun, beautiful time of fertility and joy. Um, It's a continuation of the seeds that were planted in Ostara Mm -hmm. at the spring equinox. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. And I have to say, this is one of my wife's favorite holidays, outdoor frolicking <laughs> is one of her favorite things. And I think now's the time, and we might get an E on our little thing here. So I know a lot of people do sex magic hey, during this time. There's so all takes all kinds. Yeah. And, and if you were going to do that kind of magic, Beltane's the time. Beltane's it. So, and people are prepping to create families and as you said, yeah, it's, it's a new beginning for a lot of things and a lot of reveling in body and not just spirit and grounding that spirituality in the earth. And that's a really, really great way to, to do that and still honor. It's a physical act of creation. So Mm -hmm. when we get into a little deeper, we'll talk a lot about things you can do as part of your ritual to like... Yeah. Have a little act of creation on your own, yeah. whether that's with yourself, with someone else, with crafts, with intentions, with a garden, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I do love the maypole. Oh. That's something that, again, I, I did a very little bit. I remember very little bit of it. We did it maybe once or twice. But my wife, Tammy, grew up doing it every single year at her school. They did it at her school in San Francisco. <laughs> she grew up in San Francisco. So every May, it was one of her favorite. I love that. to do. I'm so yeah. jealous. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's so fun. I love that. Um, the beauty of Beltane, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, leads us right into June, uh, right into Midsummer or Letha or Litha, depending on how you want to pronounce that. I say Litha because Letha sounds like weird in my mouth. It feels weird in my mouth. So I'm going to probably say Litha. Um Thank you for your patience. (laughs) Uh, Litha is the summer solstice. So when I was first learning about the Wheel of the Year, this confused the butt right off me. Because I was like, (laughs) how can it be the summer solstice if it's midsummer? Yeah, I know. Right? That's confusing. (laughs) And so if you're also confused, you're not alone. (laughs) So I have an answer for that. It has to do with the stars and the turning of the planet. And it is the longest day of the year. And so we are at the height of the sun's Venus or, you know, its peak. And then after that, Zenith. And then it starts to, what did I say? Venus. Oh, I Which is also fun. Whoosh, bah. So, and and after this, it starts to wane. The sun starts to wane. So that's why, that's why it's mid-summer. And it took me forever. Ever. The start of something. That's so yeah, fun. Yeah, it took me forever to figure oh. that out. Well, that clarifies things for me. Thank yeah. you. That's helpful. I appreciate it. Um, huh. It's still not clarified for me. I still don't get it, but that's okay. But I get it better than I did. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully that was helpful for anyone else out there who, like yeah. me, is very confused. Um, just like a lot of the other holidays, this is this is a peak solar event. So it is celebrated 
all over the world in different ways. Um, there are as many cultures as there are. That is how many ways there are to party on Litha. Um, it's a huge seasonal shift. Um, Litha specifically is a Celtic celebration um, that's made distinct by bonfires and dancing. But there on are a, a lot of bonfires lot of in bon- these celebrations. Huh. A lot of bonfires. How interesting. Ar- around which wow. to battle. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Um, what's fun about Litha is on a personal note, it is, it's a day of like your inner power and like your brightness. We are a reflection of the universe around us. And on this day, we shine bright and we shine long and it's like really cool. So Litha is a great time to, if you are planning to do the thing, now is the time to like put your power behind doing the thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, taking action rather yeah. than just planting the seed. Yeah. And it's a really great day. It's sort of a last hurrah um, before the days, like Detta mentioned, start to get shorter. It's a big, beautiful party because there are more hours in which to party. Do you know what I mean? This is a great holiday f- to burn an effigy. Uh, you might know about the Wicker Man, not the movie, but the actual little wicker man or giant wicker man, depending on how big your party is. My wicker man this year was about two and a half inches tall and uh, he burned beautifully. This is sort of a, an offering to the sun god or the horned god or whatever deities that you, that you work with to say like, I honor you and like this gift of transformation. It's really cool. I, so far of all the holidays that I have intentionally celebrated, I think Litha is my my second favorite is that right yeah i think it goes Samhain and then it goes litha have you ever been to ashland oregon i have driven through it yeah that's where the oregon shakespeare festival is for all of you out there by the way i don't think we've mentioned both Corey and i we met doing theater that's how that is my theater mom yeah that's how we met um um Corey's my theater kid. So, and so I used to go down to Ashland, Oregon. I used to take groups of, I also teach theater, and I would take groups of students down, and we'd always be there on midsummer because it was a break. And they have a park there named Lithia, and they have a fountain, which they've now closed, that had natural lithium in it, and you could go and drink it. And they got worried about people. You overindulging know, overindulging sure, sure but a lot of people used it every single day we would see people go up and drink a little bit of it every single day they were locals it tastes horrible it tasted awful they've shut it down it's no longer a drinking fountain and i'm i'm sure if they hadn't before 220 would have made them who knows yeah will drinking fountains ever come back i don't know i went for a run off topic i went for a run yesterday and the little park i ended up in uh, had a water fountain, and I was like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, no, I can't drink out of that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I made it home. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, Litha, Litha, Lithia, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, is is a really fun time. It's it's a peak, hot, bright celebration day. And I love it. And the the final holiday that we're going to cover today before we, spoiler alert, take a deep dive into our final holiday, um, is Lunasa, which is a word I had never heard out loud and was saying wrong in my head for many months uh, because it's spelled funny. 
I mean, it's not. Oh, funny. I know you didn't mean it. it was spelled funny. The Irish language is just phonetically different. You know, it's like reading Welsh. There's like just too many letters and none of them are being used. It's beautiful. It's pronounced Lunasa from what I understand. Um, and You the, are correct. And there's a great play called Dancing at Lunasa. Everybody look it up. It's a good play. I'll read it. Yeah. I'm excited. Lunasa is on August 1st, roughly, and it is the halfway point between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox, and it is the first of three harvest festivals. Uh, it's a really cool time. It is a time to give thanks. What I love, I'm going to just real quickly mm-hmm. slip this in um, because I think that the gratitude practice is so important. So many of these holidays, because of their roots in worship or recognition of greater powers Mm -hmm. they are designed around giving thanks in one way or another and bounty and giving thanks for that bounty exactly harvest time um so like there's thanksgiving time which is right before Samhain but then there's also this time and um it is a really cool time because it says to the body and the spirit that fall is coming Mm-hmm. And like I said, the place where summer and fall smush up is my favorite place. It is a big celebration with food. It is a big celebration with drink because it's a way to say thank you that everything you planted way back in Ostara has come to fruition. It has grown and it has fed your body and it has fed your soul and it has fed your heart and... um it's a it's a time to like look around you and like really be grateful. And I have to look this up, so I'm maybe way off because I'm not. Um, my pantheon is not Roman, but I think the Dionysus celebration is around this time as well. I'll look that up. I mean, I have the internet on this little yeah. fancy phone. I can look so, it right now. <laughs> so, and I'll I'll go ahead and talk about this year for me. The other thing that happens at Lunasa is if you want to, if you're especially in a climate like ours, you can do your second planting for fall. It's not too late. So this is also a time I like to reflect and see, wow, is there something else I would like to set my intentions toward right now that I didn't back in Ostara? Is there something that has come newly into my focus over the season that I want to include in my spell work. There's some great spell work you can do on this holiday as well if you want to. And she looked it up. Here we go. You're a little late in the year for Dionysus. It's in March. Oh, I'm so off. Oh, I'm so (laughs) off. But I like to drink wine in August, so I mean, Yeah. Cool, crisp, (laughs) white. Yeah, the Greater Dionysia, the festival of Dionysus, is uh, every year in the spring, around our march yeah okay cool um but that's cool to know yeah. like i said not my pantheon so i don't know much about it my wife knows a little bit more about that pantheon and that's why we're here folks yeah to learn together that's all right yeah because uh, no matter how much we think we remember stuff sometimes we don't <laughs> i have everything written down in front of me because i don't remember stuff <laughs> i should have everything written down in front of me because i don't remember stuff. okay but lunasa is is we're getting out of the we're getting out of the sort of, I don't know, festivals of, of light and getting into into our harvest festivals. And it's mm-hmm. it's a really cool time. It's the time where, um, I don't know, maybe you're like me and you're really sensitive to the smell of the air around you. But it's the time of year where like 
that kind of crispy smell starting to come into the air and um, it just feels it feels like things are are changing gears yeah and i love lunasa about three or four days ago that crisp smell happened for me in my yeah and i I was like, oh, I know. I'm one of those people. It's almost pumpkin spice time. So you know I what? do. I love the pumpkin spice. I'm all about it. Actually, to that point, that's an excellent point. And thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. On this podcast, we are not going to shame you. Yeah, no shame. For liking the things you like as long as they don't harm anyone. <laughs> I love pumpkin. Oh I, my love gosh, pumpkin. I love pumpkin. Everything. I love apple cider everything. If I could put cinnamon... On everything, I would put cinnamon on everything. We're creeping up on pumpkin time right now. Oh, and I know that like Starbucks and other places have already got their syrups out. And honestly, as soon as it's cool enough to bake, yeah. I'm making pumpkin bread. Oh my gosh. And of course, I just realized we are recording this a little bit early. By the time you hear this, it will be, for me anyway, it will be pumpkin time. I'm, I make myself self wait till September 1st. <laughs> well, yeah. So. And we're going to be into September when this comes out. Yeah. Oh, pumpkin time. And also, it's time to start getting spooky for me. I'm already there. I the mean, my house, is, my house is always decorated in Halloween stuff, but... The memes that are out right now are cracking me up about I, pumpkin lovers and Halloween lovers. They are awesome right I now. I go hard. I go hard for Halloween because yeah. I'm a spooky, spooky girl. Oh, yeah. I, you should follow Corey on Instagram so you can see the costume that she's making. It's pretty oh. wicked awesome right now. I'm being everyone's favorite Gorgon, mm-hmm. Medusa, this year. And get me started on the story of Medusa. We don't have time for that. Well, but on that note. Yeah. So we've given you kind of an overview. Yeah, that's the whole year. Yeah. (gasps) Except for. one notable exception. Mm -hmm. Um, You might notice that there's a holiday missing. Yeah. We didn't forget. As 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 much as you might think we did, we didn't. I promise. We are going to be covering the holiday of Maybon next week because guess what everybody it's coming up yeah and that'll give you time and we're gonna finally go ahead and dive a little bit deeper and talk about ritual and talk about the differences between what Corey and i do as far as rituals and i'll share as much as i feel comfortable sharing um i I know some people like to keep some stuff private i am one of those people not everything i share quite a bit actually but some of my ritual stuff i keep private i don't have a filter so, <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Remember how no shame. Yeah, we're just and gonna if, yeah. we're gonna offer some ideas, yeah. some options, maybe give you some inspo. Yeah. Um, whether or not this is your first ever Maybon, or you're like thirtieth Maybon, mm-hmm. or you're like seventieth Maybon, we just want to be there for you to um, help you make this one special and get the most out of it. Yeah, and we'll probably ask. Actually, I'm gonna ask if you have some special traditions. Please uh, tweet us or or uh, talk on our Instagram page with us, and, or email us, or email us. And yes, I'm going to create. By this time, there will be a Facebook page. So will there? There will be. I'm cool. going to go ahead and and do that. So there, or you can, you know, send us a message on Facebook, and mm-hmm. we'll check that out and maybe include some of your ideas if you want us to, and give us permission to. We would the, love to do that. Yeah. Um. So what's what, uh what's new with you? What's going yeah. on with you? Well. I have to say, uh-huh. since um, the planetary stuff, which I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I was starting to get more into, I just got, I'll talk about all my 
my Llewellyn addiction again. So <laughs> it, it's grown. Stack. There. <laughs> a foot high on the table, fam. Like There's, just all yeah. of her fancy new books. Yeah, because now is the time that it gets here and where I start prepping for next year and I start figuring out what days I can take off from work and you know, what days I have to work around and all of that. So, yeah. It started during massage school. This was one of the first witchy things I purchased was the Sobbitt's Almanac. And then I found the planner a couple of years later. And then I found the herb... 20, you know, 2020 now, 2021's uh, magical herbs. Sometimes they're better than other times. And you really have to, in my opinion, you have to look at the contributors. And I really enjoy a lot of the contributors. And I find them on their own personal blogs, or some of them have their own personal books, and they contribute to these um these books. And so every year now I know that I'm putting in my budget. It's such a luxury. I know how privileged I am to save and go, I know I'm going to spend this amount of money on all my books for planning for the year. And I love them as a resource. They're a jumping off part. They're not all I do. I do a ton of my own work on my own. It's also been a real place of community for me, even though I don't know these people. It feels like you do that. Yeah, through their writing, especially over so many years. And and sometimes I disagree with them. And I love that. Yeah, I yeah. love that you yeah. said that. Because I, I, I do my own. Because you should always do your own work. And if you disagree um, with something, yeah. that doesn't mean you are wrong mm. or they are wrong. Nope. It means that you are different. Or that they've chosen a source you don't agree with. Or it's their own personal UPG. So what about you? Well, my super cool friend, Detta. Got me a pack of tarot cards. <gasps> Actually, two. Um, I am a big fan of the podcast Welcome to Night Vale. Mm. Shout out Welcome to Night Vale. Hello, Welcome to Night Vale. I love you, Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> um, by uh, Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and with the incomparable Cecil Baldwin. And I already had a pack of their tarot cards, the black deck. Dada got me the white deck. And the art is so good. And I was looking at it earlier and I almost was like, I just want to go curl up in a corner and stare at these for the next hour. They're so beautiful. And she also got me a pack that she had that didn't really resonate with her that I am super excited to look at. I don't know that I'll use it much for um, actual like divining or things like that. But I think what I'll use it for is inspo Mm -hmm. because it sort of looks like someone took the original rider deck and made it like super high fantasy with and real people with like real people it's on called, it it's called the witch's tarot the witch's right? tarot yeah uh illustrated by mark evans uh created by ellen dugan and um i play D. <laughs> so this might be an excellent source of inspiration for other creative pursuits that i'm very excited about um plus it has a book in it that's like um the artist and the creator's interpretations of each of the cards and what they mean and whether or not i agree i always love to read those isn't that great because they're always kind of the same but they're always kind of different or completely different and totally the same yeah and it's wild to me my very first ever deck was the writer deck and i don't i don't call it the writer weight deck because that um eliminates the woman who illustrated it and we will get i want to do a whole episode about tarot oh sure and a whole episode like i want to do that whole episode about tarot and talk about the woman who illustrated um the writer weight deck that we all know 
or some of us know, you probably have seen it. The artwork is on t-shirts. It's everywhere. But, um, we could do 78 episodes on, we could, (laughs) we absolutely could. That was my first ever deck and it never really sung to me. Mm -hmm. And then I was at a yoga festival and I found a deck called the Prisma Visions Tarot deck, Ooh. which if you've seen our Instagram, I posted a, a card pull from that deck. And what I love about it is that it every single card in each of the pips creates a story. So all of the pentacles lined up in order tells a story. All of the chalices lined up in order tells a story. All of Major Arcana lined up tells a story and um arcana did you hear me just now major arcana <laughs> all lined up makes a story and it's um it's the first deck where i like journaled and and read about it and like really got in it and so that's sort of the foundation that i work from for all my other decks and so whenever i meet one that is uh like deeply contradictory to that I really love that. And I think it's really fascinating. Um, so I am like stoked to dive in oh, cool. to these decks. Cool. Thank you, Dada. You're very welcome. I thought, and I had ordered it before I realized that you had one and then it got here and it was the different one. So I was so happy. <laughs> I was so happy that that happened. I have a full set yeah. now. Yay. <laughs> we love Night Vale. Oh, love Night Vale. We love podcasts. Both of us love podcasts, which I Again, is probably why we're doing that. Heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been inspired by a lot of them. So, but speaking of things you're inspired yeah, of, let's exactly. send up some sparks. Send up some sparks. And what do you want to send up today? Well, I, last week, I spoke to you about runes and how excited I was. Um, and I wanted to shout out the store that I got my runes from. Yeah. Uh, it's called Cast a Stone. If you just Google Cast a Stone rune stones, you'll be able to find it. Um, it, there's, it took a little while to get to me. There was a brief moment where I was like, oh, are they coming at all? And I couldn't be happier with them. I couldn't be happier with them. They have a humongous variety of all kinds of other ritual things, um, not just runes. Please check them out. And I love that you were patient because these small businesses are really, a lot of them are really struggling to get stuff out if they're doing well. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not doing well, some of them are struggling to get stuff out yeah. because their suppliers or the things that they make are, it's 100%. just going slower. And, yeah. The other spark I want to throw up, yeah. um, I, like I mentioned, I play D&D and I have a set of rose quartz dice that I use when I play. What? <laughs> and oh I want, my gosh. And I want to shout out the company. Um, I know the people that work there and run it and um my brother occasionally works for them at like conventions and shows my nerd runs real deep so i want to talk about conventions and and things like that a lot because that's like a huge part of my life when we're not in quarantine (laughs) i miss live events anyway i would like to shout out level up dice i'm gonna make sure that the link is in the doobly-doo underneath the episode they have every beautiful stone you can imagine they have Everything ranging from regular clear quartz to like petrified wood to like onyx to goldstone. And the the quality of the product cannot be overstated. Mm. The quality of the people running the company cannot be overstated. It is a luxury item. You don't need crystal dice. But if you want to treat yourself or someone you know who's a nerd, um, check out level up dice they are extraordinarily cool 
cool. What about you? I we don't talk about what we're going to shout out. By the way, what we're going to send up as sparks. So it's so funny. I am also going to spark up two people, um, two different companies. They're both tea companies. Oh, and tea. I, and yeah, and uh, uh, I, I guess it's a luxury item. I just want really quickly. You said spark up. <laughs> I'll cut that. <laughs> I just want to make you aware of it. Okay, go ahead. Oh, man. I was like, yes, spark it up. Or maybe I'll just leave this all in for you to laugh at us. So I want to send out some sparks to um, Friday Tea and the Cat and the Kettle. Because especially, and I don't consider tea luxury. It's a need, almost like coffee. Well, just like coffee. But they are individually owned tea companies, handcrafted tea, they are a uh, witch and queer and non-binary, I believe. And I love their products so much. And they put out moon tea every single month. That's why I'm like, and sometimes, uh-huh. You can't see it, but my little ears <laughs> just went, hello? Yeah. And they make some just amazing teas. When you get a favorite full moon tea, I don't know if it'll come back or not, or if it won't come back until the next moon. I'm just not sure because I've only started ordering about three months ago. And then Friday afternoon tea is actually a brick and mortar store here in Seattle, but also does a lot of online and does theme stuff, Dungeons and Dragons stuff, Harry Potter themed glasses and teacups and that kind of stuff, but also does teas. And when all this stuff started happening with JK Rowling, all of her Harry Potter stuff that was in stock, I'm not sure if she's restocking, every single penny of that went to LGBTQ trans organizations to support them so that the money counteracted what JK was doing. I would love, I would just love to like put an exclamation point on that. And the fact that so many places that that make Harry Potter themed goods mm-hmm. as a direct response to that garbage were like, okay, <laughs> watch this. Yeah, and here we like, go. This the way that the fan base has become greater than the product. Yeah, and the greater than the creator of the product. Yeah, it fills my heart with gladness because Dada and I were just discussing earlier how we keep losing. <laughs> We keep losing our heroes when it comes to authors and things. Because recently. they're human and they make mistakes and sometimes they don't own them and change. Yeah. And sometimes it, it's not stuff they can fix, even if they try. And that one's that one's tricky. They're, yeah, they're just um, going to have to. This one, I still have hope that JK will come around and wake up. God, I hope uh, so. And repair the damage she's done. I just have hope. And uh, maybe it's stupid, but I, I want to hold out hope for her. She's digging that hole, but hopefully she'll dig her way out. Oh, she's digging. She just keeps going. Di- she's digging she's in. Digging in, digging. Yeah. So um, anyway, so those are my but Friday are afternoon my teas. I've yeah. only ever heard great things about that. Oh, she's amazing. I want to try Cat in the Kettle. And oh, wonderful. And here's what's wild. And I didn't put this together until just this moment. They're both former students of mine. Huh. I just realized that. <laughs> So, so in all transparency, but I don't love them because they're former oh. students. Until next time. Next Tuesday when we hit the old Maybon. Maybon. Get ready to learn and maybe bring a journal and like when inspiration takes you, make rituals of your own. Till then, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic.
Bonfire Babel recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, please see the links in our show notes. Thanks for listening to Bonfire Babel. If you liked us, please hit that subscribe button. And if you are so inclined, go ahead and give us a rating and let your friends know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Bonfire Babble. Check out our show notes for the links, and thanks for joining us.